Welcome back, everybody. I am incredibly excited. What a way to start the week. I get to speak with Crystal Lowe, who I completely, completely, completely uh, have grown to love from uh, from Science Seal Delivered, as all of you are. Please welcome Crystal. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's a it's a joy after rapping and shooting and you know just coming down off that high it's a, it's nice to to follow up and answer some questions for postables it's it's amazing and really uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming on Kristen is coming on this thursday so i'm really really excited i know you're best yeah. we are i just spent like half a day unpacking all of the stuff she gave me. Kristen has been uh, incredible. I have a young daughter uh, and Kristen has a young daughter, but she's a little older than mine. And I, she literally just packs up boxes of things for me to take home. <laughs> and my daughter is just like stoked, you know, she actually thinks Auntie Boothie is a store. So she keeps saying to me, like, when's all this, when's all the Auntie Boothie stuff coming? And I'm like, no, Auntie Boothie isn't a store, honey. That's not a, that's not how that works. She's just giving you that stuff as a, a nice thing, but it's it's funny. But she gets so I, I've just spent the last two days unpacking boxes of things that she has brought for me. It's amazing. That's amazing. Does she watch uh, SSD? Does she see and uh, booth? Uh, uh, yeah, you know it's so funny because she'll she just asked me about this the other day. Like, you know, she watched she saw a clip of of Norman and I getting married, Norman and Rita getting married, and she was like. <laughs> that's just a movie, right? <laughs> I was like, that's just a movie. You know, she's five, so she's still, she gets it. She's like, and you're not really kissing him, right? I was like, not not like I kiss daddy. That's just a movie kiss, you know? And she's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, what's Auntie Boothie doing there? You know, like the Auntie Boothie thing is confusing because <laughs> she knows mommy's an actor, but she hasn't figured out that Auntie Boothie is also an actor. So that, that part's funny for her to watch. Well, it's a store, I guess. Let's, let's keep with that. So, right, yeah. Auntie Boothie, the store. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. And what can you tell us about Eleven? I know that uh, you know you were allowed to say certain things and not others. What's what's acceptable to uh, let out? Uh, I can tell you, you're gonna laugh and you're gonna cry, which I know I say at every movie, but this one you're specifically gonna cry. I think the wonderful thing that Martha did in this is that she really added in a lot of callbacks to things that you'll remember. There's so many Easter eggs in this one. There's a bajillion Easter eggs. Everything we did felt like an Easter egg. So, you know, when you want that, that's the wonderful thing about Science Yield is you can watch it multiple times. And every time you watch it, you'll find the layer upon layer upon layer of Martha's writing and different meanings underneath it. Um, I can say that this is a lot about what's lost is found, um, which kind of has an overall arc and theme. Norman and Rita have a beautiful storyline. Um, and and conversation about how they're going to start their family and how they want to if they want to you know there's just so many different avenues for starting a family now there's in vitro there's you know adoption there's fostering there's just so much so uh, it's really nice we we really discover what Norman and Rita's kind of outlook on it is in in this episode so yeah and immediately I want to know if that has changed because you already tackled that Norman wants adoptions. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to having biological biological children, so I, mm -hmm. I want to know if that has changed, if that's developing. So, well, you know, that's I think the best thing about um, our show is that we're talking about marriage and a married couple now. You know, with Norman and Rita, and Norman and Rita are a different kind of married couple. They've they very rarely had relationships outside of this, and as of one married person to you know another, you know that just because you have that idea of what marriage is going to be when you get in a marriage things change you know you have to learn how to live together and how to adapt to each other and maybe your perception of what you wanted is not what you wanted so there's a lot of questions around that and I think that this episode really talks about that and it's it's really great yeah and uh, if they ever get into uh, trouble I know who the counselor is going to be for them who what am I um, Ramon. Oh, I was going to say, well, I would love Ramon to be the counselor. I don't know about Dorman wanting to, no, <laughs> to be the but I love Ramon being the counselor. for. He could be everything, quite frankly. I mean, I think, you know, Ramon's character and Ramon's character does appear in this this movie as well. Yes, you know. yes. and he's just so brilliant. Ramon is like one of my favorite characters, period. Uh, you know, and, and Martha's made him such this funny you know, he, he does everything and, and, and everything he does makes sense, right? You know, like even if he's a bullfighter and then a 
a restaurant owner, his explanation for it always seems sort of logical. <laughs> and that's the that's what's so hilarious about him, I think. As as an actor, I think Ramon is a dream role. You start out in one, you know, as a guest star, and then you just don't leave because yeah. you keep on finding storylines. It is it is something that you know I, I pray for, and I definitely will invite uh, him on the show, and I want to talk to him about it. So yeah, I will say, I mean, Zach Santiago is just, you know, uh, he's he's hilarious. There is no other Zach, uh, and uh, he what he brings to the show is. We're all so excited when Zach steps on set. You know, we're like, he's here. Um, and it's wonderful what he does. He's so colorful and so funny, and he really embraces every turn that's given to him. He's like, okay, let's try this now. And I just, I think it's great. Yeah, uh, it's, I have so many questions for him, but we'll move on with the questions. <laughs> for uh, before we do, uh, I, I wanted to uh, to surprise you with a little something. So, uh, uh, as you know, as I started watching uh, Science Seal Delivered, now everybody in my family. So my wife uh, is uh, ecstatic that I'm talking to you right now, and Aww. she's excited by pretty much any interviews that I do. So you you're in very rare company, um, and uh, I thought, well, I need to do something uh, for uh, for Crystal. I need to do something that's reader related, but that ties into Crystal. And I am all about patterns. So as soon as I looked at your last name a pattern immediately uh, uh, showed up. So here is your last name. Ah, <gasps> oh, that's so cool! There is an owl in your last name. I couldn't ignore it, so. So cool. Yeah. I did so. not know what to expect. That's amazing. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I will send this to you wherever you want it uh, to be sent. No, this is my cup. <laughs> that's amazing i love that thank you what a great surprise that's so cool thank you um it's uh again i i don't do this for i don't think i've actually ever done this for a guest uh oh. this is uh this is really kind of uh my heart and i just wanted to express it i have something for kristen so kristen if you're watching one for you. um that's tied into you specifically so yeah, it's um, I I just really feel like you know all the postables I'm sure feel a special connection to uh, to SSD and I have to thank Jeff for that because I interviewed Jeff in October of last year when I had mm -hmm. not known anything about Science Seal Delivered and his reps uh, you know kind of approached the show we talked and I did my research and I interviewed Jeff and then only a couple of months ago is when I said. Okay, it's it's the right time to watch Science Seal Delivered, and then I couldn't stop, and I completely, you know, head over heels in love, and it's the right energy for me. So thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah, it's you know, people. I think Science Seal is a show people need right now. Um, yeah. It just brings a lightness, but a depth um, that is not, you know, you've seen a lot of. We just need some hope <laughs> and some like calm and kindness. Um, and joy while while not pretending like there isn't serious issues. You know, we know there are serious issues in the world and in life that we need to deal with, which I love about Martha's writing. Um, but then there's still that comedy in it that you can still laugh and you can still watch these really funny, quirky characters. And they're also different, our characters on our show. You know, I think that's another thing I love about the show is each of us is we're not interchangeable with anybody else. We are our own people. We're fully developed as our own people. And I think that's some. Um, that's the genius of her writing. It is, uh, Martha. You're you're amazing, and I also want to talk to you, so I'll be reaching out to you for um, The the whole Jeff connection. I know you've known each other for you know, over twenty years. You went to the same high school. Yeah. Did uh, did I know that you were at the time that you were kind of uh, auditioning for uh, for the show? Uh, you had another show that uh, you may have been a regular on, and you kind of had to choose between the two. Did knowing that Jeff is a part of SSD have anything to do with it? Did you have any conversations with him at that time? I didn't know he was part of SSD at that time. Even yeah, though. I had no idea. So it was Martha that called. Martha insisted that I talk to her, which I was like, no, <laughs> because if I talk to her, I can't say no to her. You know, like 
and I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point um, because I was much more comfortable doing a sci-fi show and that was what the other show was. I, I was much more comfortable in that world. You know, being Rita was very foreign to me. I did not in a million years think I was going to book that job. I almost went in there as like, a, sure, well, I'm not doing anything today. It's Tuesday. You know, I had no... I didn't put anything on it. I wasn't expecting anything. So when I got the job, it was terrifying. What I will say is I, I had a lot of moments with myself um, as I've been growing as a human being. And I, I remember sitting in my car thinking like, I, I want something that scares me every day. I don't want to go to work and feel complacent. It's, I'm one of those people that as soon as I start feeling like I'm not being pushed and challenged. I am desperate to be pushed and challenged. Like I, I need it so badly. So um, I, I was terrified when I got signed sealed. <laughs> like I can't do this. Um, and it wasn't until after that I found out that Jeff, cause I asked who the rest of the cast was mm -hmm. uh, and she said, Jeff. And I was like, what? Cause I just got off a series with him. We did primeval new world together. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was hilarious, you know, so I called him and, and was like, um, we're doing this show together. He was like, what? You know, it was a very funny, weird connection. And then we discovered that we lived across the street from each other. Like he lived in, I lived in the a condo behind him. Like it was so bizarre. I, Cause they dropped us off one day and I was like, no, no, my condo's here. And he's like, no, no, my condo's here. And I was like, what? We live beside each other too? Like, I can't get rid of him in the best way. You know, he's going to be in my life just popping up everywhere. I, I think that's great. And then <laughs> you were in some of the same shows. You both did Psych. You both did, uh, uh, I think when I was going through your RMDB, there were two or three others that you both did. So mm -hmm. I know it's it's a Vancouver thing as well because, you know, yes. uh, there's not yeah. a huge community there. But uh, it's it's very cool to have that connection with friends. Yeah, for sure. Um. I wanted to uh, to kind of ask you because uh, in listening, you know, in prep for this, uh, in listening to some of the interviews that you have done, uh, I love something that you mentioned. You said that uh, I am in the business of empathy, and mm -hmm. that that speaks uh, volumes to me because Rita is all about empathy. Um, so when you found yourself and found kind of the right way to play Rita. Um, how did playing Rita influence you as a person? Uh, and what did you take out? Uh, I think we were, oh, it influenced me uh, so much. I can't even tell you. I mean, I think we intertwined with each other in so many ways. The thing was, is I, for years and years, really only believed my self-worth was in how my appearance. Um, years and years in, in how I looked or if I was, you know, Instagram sexy enough or I was you know back then we didn't have Instagram but but I would have thought that if there had been but you know that was something that I my my whole identity was so wrapped up in that it was taking me a long time to get out of that um, luckily I had an amazing mother who kept saying you can do more <laughs> and I was like I don't know um, but booking Rita was kind of the pivotal moment for me to go oh maybe I can do something else. Maybe I could be funny. Maybe I could be, you know, like silly and not care about how I look constantly. It was a huge change for me. And I remember sitting in the, we had a big photo shoot for the, the series. You know, they flew out this fantastic photographer from LA and da da da, da. All my life, because I modeled for a long time, I had had this idea that I wanted this photo shoot, right? Like I wanted a photo shoot, you know, with with the executives doing this at the monitor and people being like, <laughs> you know, and I had shot for, I was in New Maxim. I was in all these magazines, but it never felt there was something different. Anyways, I, I remember sitting next to Jeff and I burst out laughing and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, this is just so funny that here I am. I'm covered, you know, from here to there. Like I'm wearing a skirt and a blouse. My hair is pulled back. I have hardly any makeup on. I'm wearing glasses. And this is the moment that I got the big fancy photo shoot. Like this is the moment when, when I got to just be me, I got to not care so much about my aesthetics and I cared more about just being like so silly and ridiculous and funny and quirky. And, you know, so she influenced me that way so much. She made me really feel like I was just more worth more than one thing. 
Um, and re that's the gift Rita has given to me and continues to give to me. Um, and, you know, I am an extremely empathetic person. <laughs> uh, and so that's intertwined into Rita's character. You know, I, her and I kind of, we got each other that way. It was just a really nice marriage that I could bring into. The word for Rita for me was innocence. Like once I saw the pilot, because I didn't know what I was doing with Rita. <laughs> once I saw the pilot, I was like, oh, it's innocent. She's so innocent and kind. She just doesn't expect anybody to do anything bad to her. And the innocence is good. You know, it's not it's not a bad thing. It was a beautiful thing. And so Martha and I really sat together and nurtured that because Martha had the same idea for her to, to be like that. Once we shot the pilot, we both came together and had that meeting and and we made it work. No, uh, it's perfectly so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did read that uh, Martha mentioned to you um, off the bat that, you know, your audition kind of showed her that even though that's not what she had in mind, she liked what you brought to it. So what did she originally have in mind for Rita, Rina? I wish I had the breakdown still. I'm going to have to find it one day because I've never looked for it. But I mean, when I got the breakdown, I, I sent it back. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone's on. Um, I said, I think you sent me the wrong audition. <laughs> and they were like, no, they want to see you. And I was like, why? Like, this is so weird. And then I actually had put it on tape and sent it into casting. And uh, when I sent it in, my husband watched it and said, are you going to do it like that? And I was like, I don't know how else to do it. I don't know how to play these characters. I think she had in mind somebody that did not, you know, it was just written that they didn't look like me. Um, you know, it was written that they were, I don't know. It, to me, when I read it, I almost saw uh, the woman from the Drew Carey show. What was that woman's name? I, I think I know who you're talking Big about. Big makeup, funny, you know, really funny, hilarious kind of woman. I, I She just, it just. I, one day I'm going to find that. I'm going to find it. I'm going to post the original, you know, idea of what Rita was. And then I came in and when I auditioned, she said, you know, I've heard this line hundreds of times. And the way you just said it is it's like I'm hearing it for the first time. And I was like, oh, OK, so you like me? <laughs> oh, I feel like you like me. This is weird. OK. You know, she gave me some notes. I went outside. I prepped it and came back in. And then that was it. Yeah, as as an actor, it's it's one of those things where I, you know, I've gotten breakdowns where I'm looking at it thinking, why me? Yeah. <clears throat> I, even, I even said that to the director and producer in one of the uh, the pilots that I did. Uh, I got to the callbacks, and there is a beautiful, you know, six foot three, huge, muscular black guy who is mm -hmm. auditioning for the same part as I am. And I ended up getting it. And then they're reading to me what they originally thought for the show. And they're like, you know, great looking, incredible smile. All women want him. All men want to be him. And I, I, I'm laughing hysterically my mind. And I, I basically said, and why did you call me? That's, that's not really me. He's like, no, but when, when we heard you do it, we understood that, no, it needs to go in this direction. And I then see. they rewrote the way that the character looked based on me. And that was. Which was incredibly dashing and handsome as well. well. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> not, not quite, but I appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think as a director now, because I direct now and I write as well, um, you want, you have an idea that's very specific and you kind of are hoping to fill that idea. The same way, if, you know, the first time I read Harry Potter. You know, when I saw the way they animated Dobie, I was like, how dare you? That is not how I pictured Dobie in my head. Yeah. Uh, I was so mad. I was like, what? That's not Dobie. I, you, Dobie does not look like that. Um, so they do, you know, you do come in with this idea of what you want, but sometimes you want your actors to, to bring it to life. Even as a writer, I'm writing it on a page, but I want you to show me something I wasn't expecting or give me something. They had been looking for Rita for a really long time as well. They had seen a lot of people for that, which was nice for me to hear, you know, they had been looking and they just, something wasn't clicking for them and the, what they were looking um, at. And and then I walked in, I mean, I, I went in on a Monday, I got the job offer on Wednesday. No, we, we started, I think I got the job offer that night. We started. We yeah, it was quick. It was really, really quick. Um, well, yeah. when, it's, when it's right, it's right. 
Yep. Um, so a little little sidebar on Harry Potter because you know I love it as well. So uh, which which house would you be sorted into? I mean, of course, I'm going to say Gryffindor <laughs> because that's the one that everybody says. I but which one do you think really that I would be sorted into? I don't know. I think I would be a Gryffindor. I actually think that that's where I would fit probably the most because I'm not a Hufflepuff. I would like to be a Hufflepuff, but I would suck in there. Like I wouldn't know how to do any of that. Like it just, I would just all my Hufflepuff is a plant, right? Like they're much more. I think that's that. yeah. yeah, I mean everything I touch in terms of planting anything dies. <laughs> so I'm like, don't put me in that. But give me a sword. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Slytherin um, would just be fun, but I, I think I'm I'm more of a Gryffindor. Uh, did you ever go to uh, to Universal and get the sorting yeah. hat? I, I did that. Which one did you did it sort you? I got Gryffindor. So did I. Yeah. So there you go. We're meant to be. I think so. <laughs> uh, and actually, here is this right. So I don't know if you can see this well. I oh. have a scar. So when I started wow. reading Harry Potter, uh, I immediately went, "Well, I know what that feels like because I've had the scar since I was a baby." Wow, um, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I fell out of my crib. My brother was coming in, and I went, ah. Well, we need to think of a better story. We need to change it to you it's, had a wizard it's, come. It's like there's a board with his, you know, with his injury. We we can come up with a really creative, yeah. and manly one, or or we can have the real one. So, uh, we'll, we'll erase this a little bit. It's it was <laughs> fantastic, you know. Prior where I got knifed. Uh, yeah. Um. In terms of some of the questions that uh, that uh, our lovely postables have been um, wanting to know, uh, Rita gets to wear lots of classes. Do you have mm -hmm. any input on which classes uh, you get to wear? I do. Um, I love my regular glasses, the ones that I've had through the whole show. I actually tried to take them <laughs> for in the last film, but we didn't we didn't know if we were coming back. I tried to take them on this film too because I was like, well, I don't know if we're coming back. You know, like give me the glasses because those glasses are Rita's like original glasses. They're a vintage pair. You can't get them anywhere else. And they're mine. Um, they make Rita those glasses. I did love her wedding glasses. I got to choose between those. In this one, they asked me which ones I wanted to wear. But I just like the way her original glasses look of all of them, even though I've, you know, worn some fancy ones. I like to stick with what works and that works. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then uh, in terms of, again, some, this is Facebook. I don't know if you can see that. So these are this is the uh, our you know wonderful Facebook group. Um, the favorite part of playing Rita, right? And uh, we talked about how you relate to it, uh, to her and how she has changed your life. But what is your favorite part of playing Rita? When every you know now it's uh, two years and before it was a two year break as well. When you get back and you actually get into her shoes, what's your favorite thing about playing? Her? Whenever she gets to run. My dog, my son is coming home, so my dog. Is uh, when she gets to run, yeah, Rita has a really funny run. Um, you'll see it in the episode where we're spying on Oliver. It's part of the series. It started there. She, uh, we were spying on Oliver because he's taking ballroom dancing lessons, but we think maybe he's with some other girl, right? Uh, and that run happened there. <laughs> and I didn't know I was doing anything funny. It's just the director was like, "Oh my." what is that weird run you're doing? And I was like, what weird run? And then I looked and I was like, I guess that's Rita's run. She kind of like holds her purse tight and runs very, you know, and I love her run. So for a long time, Kevin Fair, our, our previous director, which is like, he's like, I'm just trying to find a place for Rita to run. Can we just find a place? And I was like, great, find it. Cause it was just such a funny, fun thing to do. I, the other thing I love, you don't see it as much in this film, but in her other, in, in the other films is, you know, you find out all these really funny things about Rita. Like she plays poker well, um, that she's packing sometimes, like she can handle a gun, you know? I mean, those are just things that you were just like, what? Uh, those things about Rita to me are hilarious. I love playing that because she's so sweet and so kind and so innocent. But then once in a while she's like, I'll kill you in poker. We will, you will lose this match. Those are my favorite things to do when I'm, when I'm doing Rita. That's very sweet. Um, uh, Mary Beth is actually asking a really oh. so, Hi, Mary um, Beth. I love you. She's one of my 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 peeps. 
I'm a fan of Mary Beth. Yeah. Um, she's asking if the uh, the cast is eager for the renewal of more SSD films, given that the new CEO is calling for films that tell stories uh, that are more diverse, inclusive, authentic, complex, and how well SSD fits that formula. Uh, what other things that uh, could be explored? So uh, is the cast looking forward to doing more SSD? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Okay. Um, if that's the case, you know, I, I really do, uh, I think I agree with Mary Beth and I've seen that the new CEO has kind of put this out uh, of what they're they're doing. And I, I've even seen a lot of the scripts now, they're they're different, you know, they're deepening, um, which is great. Uh, but Science Field was already doing that, which was wonderful. So we're already a fit. Um, and I, I think Martha is the person to, to write. If, if you were looking for depth um, and you're giving her free reign for inclusion, my goodness, like you'll see everything. Um, and, and she'll tackle it in just the most beautiful ways. That's what's great about the way she writes. I think all of us would be eager to come back. There's none of us that are like, see you later, I'm done. You know, we, we love making the show. We would be happy to continue making the show. I think we got this last one because of the fans. Uh, our fans are, I mean, man, I have never seen people that, you know, they just step up. I mean, they're like literally handwriting letters. Like it's amazing. Um, and I, I hope that after the ratings come out for this and I hope we can garner enough ratings um, and just that our, our new CEO can watch the film and see what it brings to the table um, that we get many more. I, I, I don't think our stories are finished by any means. No. So I think there's so much more to tackle that Martha would be really good at dealing with, especially in a time where the world feels like it's falling apart. Um, you know, this is the time for a show like Science Yield to shine. So I, ho I hope we continue. Yeah, listen, let's see. It's it's my kind of peaceful way of easing back into myself mm -hmm. because uh, over the last you know number of years, this world has been in chaos. And uh, yes. when I turn on Hallmark, and I'm a huge Hallmark fan. Uh, as an actor, it's it's one of the four things I told my agent. Get me into a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's my energy. This is where I want to live. Um, yeah. But it's it's being able to put everything kind of uh, aside and just be. Yes. Uh, remember what love and life and uh, peace and acceptance, uh, all mm -hmm. of that. And that's that's mm -hmm. time to deliver to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just hoping that we continue. I remember, you know, I just said this to Jeff the other day. I remember sitting in the van with him uh, that when they're driving us home from set, and we, he said, you know, my agent said to me, "Are you ready to do this for ten years?" You know, this was in the pilot, I think, and I was like, "You think it's going to go for ten years?" And he was like, I, "He goes, I don't know. That's what she thinks." And I, I, we were laughing in the car on the way to work this time because we were like, well, it's technically been eight years that we've been doing this show. I mean, there was a gap in between because of the pandemic. But if we get another two years out of this, I will I will laugh so hard because, you know, we, when you sign on for a show, you just have no idea. If it could go for one season, it could go for three, four if you're really lucky. But for it to continue the way that it's continued, there's a reason it keeps continuing. It's supposed to. People need it. And um I always believe that things happen for a reason and, and you know, I, I don't think that it's the end. So I, I, I would be happy to continue doing it. And I know the rest of the cast, I know for a fact that they're, they want to do it. I hope so. Cause it's, uh, it's needed. It's sorely needed. And, uh, you know, in, in absence of uh, having binged everything in absence of uh, any assigned seal delivered, I've been watching a ton of other Hallmark programming, and I like uh, uh, some of it. I'm, uh, you know, becoming really invested in uh, Good Witch, uh, which is beautiful. And I've yeah. watched some films, but Science Seal Delivered is very special, and I want more mm. of that. I agree. Um, <laughs> doing that that whole journey, right? You you kind of went from sci-fi and horror uh, and uh, some of the other you know non-Rita types of uh, work that you were mm -hmm. doing to doing Rita, and that opened up a whole you know. Hallmark, uh, uh, beautiful journey where you've done. I, I actually wanted to count the number of Hallmark uh, films that you've done, and I didn't. But it's it's seems to be closer to twenty or somewhere in there. Have you uh, counted? Wow. Yeah. I have never counted. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, Signed Sealed alone. You know, it says we. This is movie eleven, but then we also did the Christmas movie, the pilot, 
Yeah. Um, so really it's like more like 13 movies that we've done because the pilot, the original pilot was a two hour movie and then yeah. we did 10 episodes. So, I mean, just that alone is like, you know, you're like, Oh, I've done 13 movies just with sign seal plus the other ones. Yeah. It's been a great journey. I've had a really good relationship with Hallmark. They've treated me so well and I'm no complaints. You know, I, I can't complain. I, I get to work with them a lot and it's been super fun. Um, but now I want to direct for them. That's the goal next. I know. So, uh, has it opened doors for you uh, or uh, have people kind of started looking at you in now the vein of uh, Hallmark and uh, you close them? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer that because I think it's a bit of both. I think sometimes people look and go, okay, well, that's what you do now. Um, but then on the other hand, like I just shot a thriller that's very different. Uh, that's not like this at all. You know, I, and I'm the lead of that. Um, so it's, it's not closed doors for me. Doors are never really opened or closed in my opinion anymore. They just are whatever I make of them. So, <laughs> so I'll just keep making my doors that I want and walking through them. There is, you know, the wonderful thing about Hollywood, as you've seen, is you can reinvent yourself a bajillion times. And in fact, if you don't reinvent yourself, you're going to find yourself in a really small box. Um, so I am constantly reinventing. I love reinventing myself because I'm changing and evolving. I'm becoming something different every couple of years. I'm certainly not the same I was when I you know, was 20. I'm a different person, so I get to, and I have ownership of my own career. I think that took me a really long time to understand and know um, it doesn't belong to anybody else. It's mine. <laughs> so I'll just steer it in whatever direction I want next. And that's the right uh, way to look at it. And you're doing directing and you've uh, gotten really uh, great press on it. Uh, is there a new thing that you've directed that we need to look out for? Yes. So I actually... Um, starting a kick fun a Kickstarter um, fundraiser for post. I shot a short film during the pandemic that I wrote, directed, and starred in, which was crazy. Uh, I had a camera op and a sound guy, and that was about it. And, and obviously the other actors, but we shot it. Um, I wrote it. I, I'm very excited about it. It's um, about an ex-adult film star, actually, what? who doesn't want to be in the industry anymore. And so she's trying to get out, but nobody will accept her. Nobody will um, because there's so much judgment on that. And uh, the short film follows her story of just how do you, she wants to reinvent herself and nobody will let her reinvent herself. So uh, it really just follows her journey during that. And I wrote that piece and it was written because um, of what I kind of went through. Obviously I was never in that industry, but I understood devaluing myself or, or, or in terms of I thought I was only one thing and I don't mean devalue being in that industry because I don't judge people in that industry but I really thought I was only worth one thing for many many years and it took me a long time to um, say no I am the narrator of my own story nobody else gets to narrate my story um, and so this is really about her journey and discovering who she is uh, so yeah so that will be coming up next okay Please, uh, whenever you uh, you put that uh, Kickstarter, please uh, let me know. I will uh, push it on our social media. I definitely want to see that film. I will. Um, because, again, I, I got, even though with, with many actors, right, we know that we see them in many things and we just don't realize it later. Uh, so I've seen you in other things, but mm -hmm. I know you as Rita. And when I started doing research, I said, oh, okay, there's a whole other chapter that is very unlike Rita. Yes. So, and it actually, I have a question that I wanted to ask you of yeah. did, how did that, or did Hallmark look at all of that and say, ooh, do we want uh, her playing a person who's very wholesome and mm -hmm. innocent? Because it kind of goes against type of some of the things that you played before. Yeah, I was very surprised that the, it didn't affect their decision. It didn't affect Martha's decision either. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the thing about Martha. <laughs> You know, Martha is all accepting and understanding and, and, and so, um, so encouraging when it comes to a woman taking back her story and, and, and deciding her narrative. Mm 
Uh, and that for me was wonderful to work with somebody like that who was like, what do you want to do? Because nobody else defines you, you know, nobody gets that right to do that. You just get to do it to yourself. And that's what I really want to encourage young women. For me, I, I teach acting and I, I, I um, coach. And it's probably one of my favorite things to do is to talk to women about, yes, their beauty is great. And they've worked, most of them already have that because they're 20. Um, but what else do they have, you know, and, and, and nurture both sides of it. I never want to push that away. I still work out. I love to wear fake eyelashes. I always want to look good too. Um, so that's not gone. I still like that. But I also want to really nurture that women can be so much more than uh, what society tells us our value is, you know, and we get that a lot. We get told that we are only allowed to be a mom or we are only allowed to be a sexy hot girl or you can only be the funny sidekick or you can only be that you could never possibly be all of those things. And that's not true at all. Um, and I really want to encourage young women to figure out who they are and if they want to change who they are in their life, then do that too. <laughs> or if they don't want to. But I, what I don't like is watching how the world kind of shapes and forces women into boxes and makes them think that they can only be one thing. And I just don't agree with that. And, and that was wonderful about Martha. She didn't either. And neither did Hallmark. They were like, okay, what do you want to do next? Let's just do this. So that was really wonderful. I think that was a great thing that they did. It's beautiful. And then uh, in terms of the society and uh, and growing up a uh, mixed race, uh, mm. how did that shape you as a person and what you had to go through with probably a lack of acceptance uh, in many you know parts of the oh. uh, Yes. <laughs> You know, that was really, I was talking to Kristen about this recently because I took my name back, you know, about uh, two, three years ago, I, I had made a decision that I was going to, I mean, my real name is Yen K. Crystal Lowe. That's what's on my passport. That's my full name. Yeah. Um, and I had such a hard time with whether or not I could use my real name. And then I thought, why am I having such a hard time with whether or not I can use my real name? That's so that's bizarre. Um, it's my name because for years and years I was told, and it was true, um, don't tell people you're half Asian because if they know that, I mean, I lost jobs because I was half Asian. I was up for a role for a lead in a film to play uh, an Italian woman's daughter, which I could have played, you know, at that time. And then the director said, oh, why did you write your last name L-O, not L-O-W-E? Because L-O is actually the real spelling of my Chinese name. And I said, oh, well, I'm actually, um, I'm half Chinese. You know, I didn't know you could lie at that point. Plus, I didn't want to. I was 15. And he was like, oh, you know what? Now that you say that, I can see it. So it's probably not going to work. And I got reprimanded uh, and called, not reprimanded, but called and said, listen, don't do that anymore because you're going to lose roles. We have to make you look as white as possible, mainly because I started so young. Um, when you're 15, there was no families that weren't white. Every family on TV was white. So I was auditioning to play people's daughters or their, or their sisters. And I, they, they couldn't see me as that. So, so I really had to change who I was and I felt awful about it, but I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. Cause it's what I was told I was supposed to do. Um, and then I felt weird about taking my name back. And I thought, why am I feeling weird about taking my name back? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, you don't get to tell me what my name is. That is what my name is. It was given to me at birth, and um, and I'm proud of it. Really, really proud of it. You know, uh, years later, I, it was easier for me because I didn't have to fit into families as much to just openly say I'm half Chinese and I'm half Scottish. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of both sides of those. I speak Cantonese. I grew up in Hong Kong for a couple of years, so I'm very close to my Chinese family. Um, but it was weird, and you know, I. I even would do things like make fun of my name, right? So I would make fun of my name first so that other people couldn't make fun of my name. You know, when you're growing up, I grew up in Maple Ridge as a predominantly white, you know, place to grow up. And so I would just, if I thought anyone was going to see my name on a card or my, you know, I would like, you know, make, make a crack at it so that somebody else couldn't make a crack at it first. And mm. that's sad because I shouldn't have had to do that. <laughs> Nobody should have to do that. You should just say, I'm so proud of my name. And we should be like, cool, you're, that's great. And then that's it. And then move on with our lives. 
Um, and I see that now. It's becoming more inclusive in, in that world. And and that is the world we live in. So great. Let's let's keep keep moving forward. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a slow process. So you know, I grew up with a Jewish uh, last name. Uh, mm. So and you know, the Americanized version of it sounds Scandinavian. So when people really kind of very gingerly approach, is that Scandinavian? No, it's Jewish. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, you know, the, and I think that that has been. Um, a very interesting journey, especially as an adult now, being really proud and um, telling my daughter to be proud of who she is. She's a whole mix of a bunch of different things, which is what it's going to be. Uh, that is what is already. And, and, and it's wonderful being from two mixed cultures. You know, I grew up with people that's at funerals, you know, the Scots sing to grieve and they sing to celebrate. They, you know, the Scottish culture is so rich and fun and redheaded and fiery, you know, and then I have the Chinese side, which is so different. Like, it's, you know, it's proud and it's strong and it's, you know, I'm so grateful I got to live in two worlds because I think part of the reason I, I really understand acceptance of everything is because I grew up in two very different worlds. So, and that's normal. It wasn't, it wasn't a thing. I was just a, that <laughs> I'm just a person and this is how I grew up. Uh, it's, uh, it's important and that, who, you know, what forms you as a person and uh, in my opinion, makes you a fuller, better person. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, uh, in terms of science field delivery, uh, again, I'm a 46 year old man. Uh, I am very in touch with, uh, you know, with my emotional side, uh, yeah. partially because I'm an actor and that's what I do, but that's just yeah. who I am. But science sealed delivered. I'm not sure if there hasn't been any episode that I did not cry in, um, which I love. I appreciate it. It's, it's a wonderful release, and uh, I I actually feel great after it. So I'm totally fine with it. Question for you is: mm -hmm. I don't know if you watch SSD uh, as a fan, and if uh, outside kind of of being on set, if you watch it, which ones do you uh, you know start crying at? Oh, all of them. <laughs> but we cry at the read through, you know, like we're all, everybody has cried at the read through. There is not one single cast member, none, not Gregory Harrison, not Zach, Joe Warrenson, even people that are, you know, kind of like recurring people. Everybody has cried at every read through. So it, it's, it's, it's Martha. She like pulls your heartstrings like this and then just plays it. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Um, but it's cathartic and you need to go for that ride. Yeah. You know, I, I, sometimes I'm like, I need this. I need to just cry and I need to laugh and it feels good. And I, you know, my heart needed those strings to be played. So play them, please. It's beautiful. Um, any, any, when, when you're acting, right. And there, there are many takes that uh, need to get done. And those, uh, takes where, you know, the heartstrings are being played, mm -hmm. uh, do you have to be careful as, okay, I can go fully out on this one because I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough tears left for the other ones? Uh, yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, I always advise actors, like, we're wide, right? So when you're in a wide shot, that means, like, you know, for people that don't know, um, you know, you can see my whole body. You really can't see my face, you know, or you can see a lot of my body and very little. My So I'm going to sob during this take. Uh, I might have been cried out by the time you get to the, the close-up. So, yeah, there's definitely strategy in terms of that, but sometimes you can't help yourself. <laughs> I mean, when Jeff is proposing to you, how do you not cry? I'm just going to cry in every take. Yeah. Or when Jeff kisses me for the first time because Shane's leaving, um, you know, I just cried. I just kept crying. I didn't even uh, I didn't try to stop. I was like, that's fine. I have enough for this. There's a lot going on. That's beautiful. Um yeah, and I think, again, you're working with such talented uh, actors that you don't necessarily need to draw from within, just be present with them, and it's going to come on its own. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, last uh, question that I wanted to ask you is, is we're yeah. wrapping um, If you had a chance to go uh, back in time, uh, you were on a hot time, time machine. Uh, yes. With, with Jeff, by the way. Um, if you had a chance to go and uh, talk to a young Crystal and mm. uh, um, give her one piece of advice, whether it be acting or life advice, what would that be? 
Oh, it would definitely be life advice. Mm -hmm. It would be to tell myself that you're enough. You are, you as you are, all of you is enough. Um, and that sometimes the world is going to tell you you're not and you are. So let's skip past that journey. <laughs> uh, let's just know that you are, you got all of it inside you. There is nothing. And, and you, and you specifically who I was as a child, I'm so fortunate because I had a mother who did that. Um, so even during all the self-doubt and trauma that I went through and what we all go through, um, just being a human being and, you know, dealing with that, uh, I had a really strong voice in the very back of my head telling me, you can, you can do whatever you want. You've got this, you know, you, you can, you'll get through this. Um, I specifically remember a moment in my life when I had broken up with my high school boyfriend and I was like devastated, you know, the type of teenage devastation. Like you can't control that. You're just like, mom, call him, call him. You know, like it was like crazy emotional. And I, I never forgot. She said to me, I want you to stop and remember this moment. And I was like, why? She goes, because you're going to get through this. Hmm. It's going to pass. But I want you to, in the rest of your life, remember that you got through this, that right now you feel like it's the worst of the worst, like nothing can, can you know, help you, but it can, and you will get through. And every other time you go through something where you think like, there's no way I can get through this, remember this moment because you will get through and you'll get through all of the other moments too. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had a really, I'm lucky because I had a mom like that, you know, uh, so I would tell myself that, um, and tell myself to listen to my mom more because <laughs> she was right. I just couldn't tell her she was right until I was in my thirties. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about that. Yeah, as you do. As a young, I'm not telling you, you don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I, I did say last question and then I remembered that I wrote this list, which I told you about. You know, you and I have a very similar taste in movies. As okay. I as I listen to your interviews, yes. uh, you've mentioned two of my all-time favorites, uh, which is Serendipity and Love Actually. And I I just you know kept writing my other favorite movies in that genre. I wanted to see you know which one uh, ones do we do we agree on. Do you okay. have any other ones that uh, that come off the uh, top of your head that you just have to watch on occasion? Tootsie. Or I can read my list. Which one? Tootsie. Tootsie. Okay. Different. Tootsie is one of my all-time favorite films, period. Hashtag forever, forever. It's some of the best acting. Um, I love Stephen Bishop's song at the end, Maybe It's You. I actually listen to it on repeat as I write. When I write romantic comedies, that's what I listen to. <laughs> that and Time After Time. Strictly Ballroom. Time After Time, yeah. Yeah. Strictly Ballroom is one of my favorites. Kung Fu Hustle. If you've never seen Kung Fu Hustle. It's, it's awesome. It's brilliant. It's the funniest movie ever. Yeah. Uh, but Serendipity is like my, you know, like I just love that movie. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about that movie, yeah. but I love it. I, same boat. Uh, for me, in that same vein, it's the holiday, oh, yeah. um, which again, it's it's that same kind of energy. Uh, mm -hmm. Kate Leopold. Oh yes, that's a good one. Uh, one fine day. Oh, is that with George Clooney, Michelle yes. Pfeiffer? Yes, I haven't seen that in a long time, but that's that is a good one. Uh, and then again, there's a whole bunch that uh, that I love but uh, they're they're kind of they're all beautiful and then I think the the last one is uh, um, somewhere in time I don't think I've seen that somewhere in time is with Christopher Reeve uh, and oh my god I forgot her last name forgive me audience um, She's done so many soaps. She's uh, she's the queen of soap, and it's a movie where he uh, he meets someone. You know, he's he's a younger man. He meets someone in a hotel that uh, as an older woman and says, "Come find me." And then he looks at her photo. He realizes who she was and who she was many 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 years back. And then he 
figures out a way to go back into the past to be with her. It oh, wow. is very, very beautiful uh, movie. So that's that's kind of in that same book. Anyway, Great. so I'll have to um, watch it. Yeah, you got to watch Tootsie. Uh, I have watched Tootsie, but I haven't watched it recently. Uh, I again, I, I remember Dustin Hoffman. When, by the way, funny story here, right? So I told my parents I want to become an actor, and they said, you may have Dustin Hoffman's nose, but not his talent. Uh, thanks? Mom, <laughs> I'm going to do it. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but I I, I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, He's uh, brilliant in that film. Bill Murray's brilliant in the film. Like, it's just a great movie. And it's a great movie about a guy understanding what it's like in a woman's world. Like he really starts understanding what it's like to be in that world. And he's like, this is, what, why does this happen? You know? Um, and I love the idea of, I think the reason I love serendipity so much is because I really love the idea of fate. You know, I, I love that idea of like, you, you, you know, fate will take you wherever it's supposed to take you. And if it's meant to be, it'll be meant to be. And I, I love that, that concept in general. And I actually, from an acting perspective, I think it was an interesting choice with Serendipity. They really didn't have him uh, uh, work together uh, until the very end. Mm. And that when they meet up, they, it kind of, you know, they, they kept them apart for a specific reason. I thought that was a very interesting choice. And I yeah. love Kingsdale. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate mm -hmm. it. I can't wait until 11 comes out and I can uh, cry again. Please tell my postables who are watching this. Um, I cannot have enough gratitude for them. Like I, I say it, I know I say it a lot, but it's it's because I can't express it into words. The postables who have followed us and supported us and been there with us are people that I'm just so grateful to have. You know, really, like the gratitude is huge. I do not know how to explain how lucky I am to do what I do, and I do it. I get to do it because of them. So I, I'm, I, that has never lost on me, um, and I will never take it for granted. And I'm so grateful that they've shared so many stories with me and told me how SSD has helped them. It's, it's changed my life, so I'm so happy it's done that for other people too. Thank you, Postables, for watching. Uh, I look forward to talking to you in the comments uh, below on Facebook and everywhere else. So, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Yankee. Thank you.